Rabbi a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayetze, Topshin, Pei Dalit, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, we're holding in the 11th day of Kislev, we're approximately two weeks before the Gavaldike Yontif of Hanukkah, Ba'aleinu Lutayva, and we always say that we try to find Chizik from the Parsha, especially in lieu of the events that are taking place in our lives. And usually we try to go straight to the chizuk, but I feel today that I it would be um, impossible for me not to say a few words about the very, very difficult situation that all of us are feeling here in Eretz Yisrael, and I'm sure most of you in Chutzlaretz as well. The most difficult decisions that are taking place at these hours where there's a supposed uh, pause in the battlefield and the war that's taking place against our, against the enemies, enemies of the Jewish people. And the purpose of the pause is in order to make a somewhat of an exchange of some of the hostages we are going to get daily, I think today, they're going to get supposedly 13 if everything goes the way they say it might go. They're going to get a double or triple that amount. And this is going to go on supposedly for the next four days. During these four days, so there won't be any lechima. And Hamas is trying to buy time in order for them to regroup. We know that we cannot trust them one bit. And this is one of the most difficult decisions that anyone could make in the Israeli government in the modern day world. It's almost impossible for anyone to, you know, there probably hasn't been a situation similar to this of taking civilian hostages and holding them against their will after committing massacres and committing atrocities which are beyond human understanding. And then playing games and playing psychological games. But this is the reality, the reality that we find ourselves in. So as we try to say, as difficult as the matzav is, but, you know, we know in the Svarmat Darshan, they bring down that there's a, a time period when you have to have like two pockets. And one pocket is is the pocket of, uh, of Anova, of, of, of being humble, and not being haughty. On the other hand, you also have to have betochen, and you have to have vayig baliba badarke Hashem. The person always has to have no when to pull out this which pocket. And over here, I feel there's different pockets that we have to hold on to, more complex pockets. On one hand, we must feel the pain and suffering that the hostages and the families of the hostages are going through. And it's really beyond comprehension to understand the pain that they are feeling, hoping and praying that they're going to get their precious, precious children and mothers and women and children that should be brought back to them. And at the same time, recognizing that many, many hostages are still being kept under these horrific, horrific situations. And at the other, and we have, still have to have a pocket, which is emuna and belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to have a understanding that yes, the Rebbein Islam is with us under all of these Matzavim. And uh, 
Where do we get chizik from? We get chizik from the parsha. The parsha is here in order to show us how we are able to pull out from that pocket of the parsha in the most difficult times. We can pull out the answers of how a Jew is able to go through the gullus. And I think it could it could not be more appropriate for us to realize that this parsha, the parsha's vayetze is the parsha of Yaakov Avinu going into Golas, going into exile. And this really answers a kasha that they all ask, that the Pesach says, Vayetzi Yaakov Mibersheva Yevach and Rashi HaKadosh points out that why do we use the Lashon of Vayetzi? Because when the Tzadik Yaakov left the city, right, so he takes with him the Ziva, the Hadara, the 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 hod, the glory, the countenance, the magnificence, and when Yaakov Avinu leaves Beersheba, so that was taken away. And there are many men that ask questions on this particular Rashi. That what is Rashi pointing out that you know Yaakov Avinu is the one that leaves. We know that there were many many others that they had to leave. Avinu also had to leave Eretz Yisrael. And he had to go to Chutzah. We don't use the Lashon Vayetze over there. And the, the Teretz, which I'm fond of saying over, is that Yaakov Avinu, his leaving is the leaving of the Jewish people. Yaakov Avinu is the quincentennial Golis Jew. He is the Jew in exile. Avram Avinu, he did go into exile, but he, he did, doesn't remain in exile. He comes back. Yaakov Avinu, he's the one that remains in exile. He, he's leaving now, and eventually... He doesn't return, even though he, he does return there to Saul, but eventually we know Yaakov you know, continues to travel and eventually ends up in Mitzrayim, he ends up dying in Mitzrayim. And therefore, it's incumbent upon the Torah to tell us that when Yaakov you know, left, he took with him all of the all of the chamudas, he took all the delicious things, it was Vayetze, it was Yitzia. And the Mepharshim say, the Balaturim brings out, this parsha is also considered somewhat of a parsha stuma, it's a closed parsha. There's no, there's no, there's no openings in this parsha. Everything is closed, and this is also very, very well positioned for us to understand that we are living in a time where everything seems to be sussum. Everything is behester. We don't fully understand, and we cannot comprehend how we're going to get through this. How we're going to be able to overcome all of the difficulties. How Kla Yisrael will be able to to shine brightly again. But we know that Yaakov Avinu, he is the one that shows us how we're supposed to get into the Golas and how we're supposed to get into the exile. So, I know someone asked me a question, uh, such a, a difficult question to ask, which is that there were two chayalim, there were many, many chayalim that are keeping you know, themselves as best as they can. And uh, on a Matzah Shabbos, they're in the Gaza and they want to make Havdalah. And when they picked up the whatever grape juice or wine they had, probably they used grape juice, or maybe they used beer, I'm not sure what they used, or tea, they used Hamar Medina, and they had a candle, and I don't know what they used for Psalm or not. <clears throat> and they said, My God, my salvation, the Rabbanu Shalom, on you I trust. And I do not have any fears. And these two soldiers were 
bewildered by this statement because in their position, we are literally in the midst of a battlefield and at any moment, you could be attacked by the enemies, by the dastardly enemies, by the horrific enemies who commit such atrocities. So if they're honest with themselves, they all have fear. Because we know a person has fear when he's in battle, when his, his life is at stake. So how could we possibly say the words, And the truth is, it's not an easy thing to answer, but the only thing that I could possibly say back to this person, is that the thought has to be, like we say, even when we're in the, the literally the, the fields of death, itself, the shadows of the death, we're not afraid because we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. Those chayalim who are sitting in the front who are fulfilling the mitzvah of Mohammed's mitzvah in the, in the greatest form, who have who fought, who fight bravely, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu put them into that position, and they themselves are now battling for the Jewish people. There's no greater mitzvah that can be performed than HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with them at every single moment. And just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also with the captives. There's no question HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with the captives, with the family of the captives. And there are angels that are watching over them. And even though we don't see them, but we believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with every single individual that's in the time of Tzara. And this week's parsha is the parsha of the symbol of Golos. Yaakov Avinu is the symbol of Golos. And Yaakov Avinu teaches us lessons. And these lessons should help us in order to raise up our bitachin and our amuna, and for us all to gather strength together. To gather strength together to go into the Shabbos. We pray and we daven. I daven with Rav Sternbuch this morning at the end of davening. I said to him, you know, what should we be davening for the Shvim? He says, we have to daven. All the Shvim should be taken out. All the Shvim. And it's up to Rabban Hashem can, can do miracles. And we hope and we pray that it should all come out. We take a look and we say, what's going to be? And we see how dastardly these Hamas enemy is. Letting out the, the letting out the, 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 the 13 women women and children a few minutes before Shabbos. There's no question that you can, it's not a chilo Shabbos, it's a mitzvah for them to, 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 to come out on Shabbos, saving lives. Even Shabbos. But as we're going to enter into Shabbos, some of us are going to keep our heads on the uh, news to hear what happened. But the other ones are going to have the betochen and the muna. And we're just going to be makabal the Shabbos. And we hope that there should be a Shabbos for everyone. We hope that the other captives should be taken out. And we're going to daven and say tilim and elevate ourselves and attach ourselves to the messages of the Torah that the Torah gives us in this week's parasha. So I think that this is the concept of what we have to strengthen ourselves is Hashem is with us. Hashem was with Yaakov Avinu when Yaakov Avinu goes into Golis. What is Yaakov Avinu... <coughs> It says, what does Yaakov Avinu do before he goes into Golos? So it's him to do in the parasha. Rashi brings down that even though he was on the way to go to Beersheba, to go find a wife, as his parents had commanded him, but on the way, and it's really a question where that on the way was, 
he stopped off for a, a short sojourn, okay? Before he got to Kharan, he stopped off in the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever. And the, the Pasuk says uh, later on that he gets up from sleeping, Vayikatz Mishnasei, Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnasei, he gets up from his sleeping, and, um, or it said, excuse me, it said, Vayishka Bamakamahu, he gets up from sleeping over here, he, he slept, excuse me, Yishka Bamakam, he slept in that place. It's the second Pasik. So Rashi says, Lashimit. Oh, over there he slept, but in the 14 years he was in the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, there he never slept. He was Isaac and Tyra. And I always explain this Rashi that it's, it's impossible for to truly understand that Yaakov did not get any sleep at all. That's superhuman. Must be that he might have slept, but he didn't go to sleep. He never put himself, he was always t- constantly pushing himself to learn. But what do we see? That Yaakov Avinu was sitting in the yeshiva Shem Ve'ever before he went to Golis. Even though his parents had commanded him that he, ha- that he has to go find a wife, but he felt that what does he have to do? He has to, um, he has to go to yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. And I saw an unbelievable shalakadosh, which I want to mention, of, excuse me, unbelievable chidah. The chidah says, if you take a look at that pasuk, the second Pasuk in the Parsha, there are 15 words in that Pasuk. And he brings down that this is, corresponds to the 15 years that the Avas learned Torah together. There was a 15-year p- period where there was a triumvirate of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov learning together in the base Medrash. They had a threesome Chavrusa. And they bring down a country's Yasha that was written on a cloth on a special parchment from the Talmudim of Yehuda Chazid, and he says something very interesting. What's the concept of the 15 words that corresponds to the 15 years that the others sat and learned Torah together? And how long did they learn every day? Every day they would learn 15 hours a day. And he says the 15 hours a day and the 15 years, that's the kiyum of the Olam that keeps the world going. Like it says, ki Hashem tzurelamim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world Bukah, because Yud and the He, which is 15. And we know that the Shiftei Ka are called Shiftei Ka, the Shvatim of Hashem, because the Shvatim also, they had this special power of learning 15 hours a day. They say that Chazanish said if a person doesn't learn for seven hours straight, he really doesn't understand what real Amelis and Torah is. After a person learns for seven hours straight, then he has connection to the holiness of the Torah. Yaakov Avinu, he carried with him the Torah that he learned from his father and the Torah that he learned from his grandfather, which was 15 years and 15 hours a day. And this is B'Kah Hashem Tzuralamim. Just to go off on a tangent for a second, we know that the world was created with the Ka. The Ka is the Yud and the He. The Yud represents Olam Haba and the He represents Olam Hazah. And this is the first two letters of the Shem Havaya. And the Shem Havaya is teaching us that we must have the Kayach of the Yud, which some of the Svarim bring down, which is the concept of Bina, the Hay, which is this world. This is Hashem in this world. This is the Shem Havaya. HaKadosh Baruch is Hoya Hoya the Yiyah. And these are the important Yusaitis which we need in order to get 
to the world of Olam Haba through the Olam Hazah. The, um, now we, have, we have raised the question, so if that's the case, why did he have to go to Yeshiva Shem Be'ever to learn? L'chayra, he could have just, he had so much Torah that he learned before from his fathers. So here we always find this, find this thing over, the great, great word of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zetzal. Rabbi Yaakov was Machadish on this week's parasha that Yaakov Avinu, because he was going into Golas, he knew that he could not just keep the Torah that he learned from his fathers, Avram and Yitzchak. He had to go to the yeshiva, Shem and Aver. Shem and Aver were different. Shem was the son of Noyach. He went through the Mabel. Aver was the grandson. He went through the Dor HaFloga. They themselves were people that they taught a different Torah, so to speak. The Torah of the Ovis is the Torah which we would describe as the Yeshiva Sakadoshes, the bubble, living in an environment which is pristine, connected to the Amuna and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, completely, completely strengthened from all outside, outside forces. And that was the Torah that they learned. They were in their fortresses of Kedusha and Tyra, and they weren't affected by the outside world. And that was Yaakov Avinu originally. But Yaakov Avinu, after he got the brachas, not only for Ruchnius, but for Gashmius. So now he knew he's going to have to go out into the world. Who is he going to meet? He's going to meet the tricksters. He's going to meet the, the oldest Hamas, which was Lavan. He's going to have to live with Lavan. He's going to have to associate with Esav. And he had to go to the yeshiva, Shem Ve'ever. In Shem Ve'ever, they taught how you're supposed to deal with the world. How do you take the ruchnius of the Torah and live with a lavan who is a mushchus, who tricks you all the time, who plays with you psychologically, tells you one thing, I'm going to give you Rachel, and then he gives you Leah. He tells you you're going to work for a certain amount of years, and he adds on more years. So therefore, Yaakov Avinu, he had to learn these new types of limudim, and he needed to do it for 14 years. Really an amazing, amazing thing. The Torah of living with the Akram, the Torah of living in the Golas. This was a special limud that Yaakov Avinu had to learn. And Yaakov Avinu is teaching us that we also have to go out into the world, and we have to have both the Torah of the others, and we have to have the Torah of Shame the Aver. This is how we go into the Golas. Could very well be that, yes, we see in our modern day world, the way we're living today, that we are attacked by enemy forces who they do not stop at anything. And they will kill, they will murder, and then they will take captives and they will use them for their evil, evil methods. And we have to somehow work how we're going to live through that world. We see that we live a different, we live a, we, we have a different standard. Really, the, all the experts say that we should not be giving in. We should be continuing the fight in, and we should go in into the tunnels in order to be able to get out, to do our best to try to save the captives that are there and to destroy Hamas. But Klai Yisrael's Rachmanim, we're by Shonim, we're going with Hasodim, and we hear the cries of the family. Besides the pressure from the United States and the pressures of the world, and now we have to change tactics. The tactics are, okay, we're going to make a pause. This is all subterfuge, and this is all the way of the, 
of the of, of the Hamas, of the love and Aramis. But we'll we'll learn how to get through this as well. The Rabbanushim is going to 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 to, to give us all of the Siyata Deshmaya as Hashem Yisbarak, which if we daven with all our might, we'll be to be it's Hashem to remove them. Yaakov Avinu, he dreams a dream and he sees a sulam. The sulam is mutzav arzav eroshim It's a it's a ladder. The ladder is sitting in the ground and is heavens, but it's attached to the heavens. And this is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, he has to take upon himself that he has to be in this world. But really, how does he live? He lives in an upper stratosphere. I saw it brought down that Menachem Zemba, Hashem Yinkum Dami was one of the great, great Talmud HaChachamim in World War II, was in the Warsaw Ghetto and was killed by the Nazis, Yemach Shmam. And he said over that there are certain days that the Pasuk says, Kimei HaShemayim al He says, in Yiddish, Himmelcha Dedei Tegin Eiftaret. We should have days where the heavens are able to be brought down to the earth. Which means that even though we're sitting in the earth and we're living in this mundane world, we're living in this world of chol, this world of, 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 of uh, a secular attitude, but we carry with us the himmels. And this is the Vayachalon, Yaakov Avinu, even though he was going into the Golas, his sulam is mutzavart, so he's got to live in the world of Gashmias, but Roshim Agiyah He's thinking heavenly, heavenly thoughts. And I said over the Talmudim yesterday, a story that I heard from Rib Shimon Schwab, he said he came to America in the 40s, he escaped from the Nazis, and he was walking in Manhattan, and in those days Manhattan wasn't the Manhattan of today, and all of a sudden he saw, he saw teeming, he just described you know, the teeming multitude of people in Manhattan, and all of a sudden he saw a, a scene which he didn't imagine what happened. He saw a street street. A cleaner, a New York City street cleaner, cleaner, who was sweeping the streets, and he was a religious Jew. He had a beard, he had a yarmulke on, and at that time it wasn't like it's popular today. You have so many religious Jews in the Diamond District, in the Garment District, people working in 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 Wall Street, and all of a sudden he turned to this yid and says, "Vas yid? What is a yid doing?" He wasn't just asking him a a practical question of, you know, what's your job? He was asking, like, you know, what, what's a Jew doing over here? You know, like, you know, he says to him, I'm sweeping the streets. But when I'm sweeping the streets, I'm thinking about, I should be zoichet to sweep the streets of Yerushalayim or Al-Kadish. A Jew in Manhattan in the 1940s was a street cleaner. That was his mundane job. But as he was, as he was cleaning the streets, he was thinking about heavenly items. He was thinking about ruchnias. He was thinking about how I can be a better person, how I can become the person that cleans the streets of Yerushalayim or Akedish. A Jew is a different type of breed, Rabbi Zayn. We saw it in the rally in Washington. We see it with all of the outpouring, with all of the difficulties that we had just six weeks ago for the last year where we were disparative forces, where there were arguments, but all of a sudden when this event took place, now we turn our forces towards each other and we say, Achim Anachnu, that we are brothers. All of a sudden, we turn in the army and we start looking for how we can elevate ourselves. Yes, we have to fight the enemy with all of the modern forces and we have a great, we have great warriors 
and many of them unfortunately, so too many of them have given their lives and have become what we know Chazal say, we hope and pray everybody else should be safe. But the main thing is that Yaakov Avin is teaching, how, teaching us how we go into Golis. We go into Golis with Vayik Baliba Badarki Hashem. We go into Golis with Roshim Agir Shemaim. We have a heavenly way of looking at things. We act in a different way. We are different. We live in the world of Gashmias. We learn from Shem Vayver how we have to go into Golis to fight against the Lavans, to fight against the Hamas. And what do we do? We dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does is, what is Yaakov Avinu say? Yaakov Avinu says, How could I come to this place? And Vayifka Rashi says, is a Lashon of Tefillah. Now here we know that Yaakov Avinu was Mesakin, the Tefillah of Mairav. He already was close to Choram. All of a sudden he turns around and he says, How could I have passed by the Makam Amignus, the place where my forefathers Davin, Avram, and Yitzchak, and I'm not going to, all of a sudden he turns back, and the Kodesh Baruch makes a Kvitzis Aderech, he gets back to Yishalayim, and all of a sudden he starts Davening, and then he falls asleep. But what type of Davening did he dav? He davened Tefilas Meirev, he was Mesakin Tefilas Meirev. Why the Lashon of Pegiyah? So the Mephor Shem say, Kivo Hashemesh, because the Pesach is, all of a sudden the sun set. And I remember saying over Akasha, Last year, which I saw, but I think it has a lot of relativity to today, that we know the others were Mesach and the Tfilis. Avram, Shachris, Yitzchak was Mincha, and Yaakov Avinu was Mesach and Arvis. The question is that Yaakov Avinu was Mesach and Arvis. How did the Arvis come into the world? It was Vayifka Bamakim. It came quickly. All of a sudden, the sun set, and all of a sudden, he davened right there, right there and then. Why did it have to be that Yaakov Avinu's tefillah was metukan, was created in such a fashion suddenly? Why was it so important that it was suddenly? Why couldn't it be like the rest of the others? They probably had time to prepare themselves. Even Avram Avinu might have davened Vasikit, but he had time to prepare himself. Yitzchak had time to prepare himself during the course of the day. Yaakov Avinu, it's suddenly something that happened sudden. The answer is, like we said before, this is really the aside of the whole parasha. Yaakov Avinu is teaching us what happens when things become dark suddenly? When Klai Yisrael is begolus, when Klai Yisrael is at Mechayshech HaFeila, all of a sudden it's nighttime. Things changed rapidly. What does a Jew do? A Jew knows the time-warm method to pray and to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tefillah, Rabbi Yisai. Tefillah, with Tefillah, we're Zaycha, learning with the Talmud this week, we spoke about the holiness of the sitter, to take the sitter. The sitter is everything Masudar, everything is in the sitter. The brachas of the birchas hashach in the morning, the birchas of Pesukit Zimra, the brachas of Kriyashma, the Shemayin we get to the Shemayin ah, we've gone through a whole process. We can turn to HaKadosh Baruch we can thank Him, we can praise Him, we can request everything is in the, in, in is Masudar, Everything Anchik Nesagbele set us set up. We can daven for everything that we need, and the Rebbeinu listens to our tefillahs, the Kayach of tefillah. This is another message that Yaakov Avinu is teaching us. So Yaakov Avinu teaches us 
Had he gone to Golis, sitting in the base medrash for 14 years, besides the 15 years that he learned with his with his with his father and with his grandfather, he learns the the ways of Torah, how Torah can help us, even when we're in the Golis. Then he takes the Kayach of Tefillah. He takes the Kayach of Tefillah and he dives to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that's why Davka Yaakov Avinu is the one that is that is chosen in order to what? To uh, elevate us in how we're supposed to go for the Golas. And these are the lessons for today. Rabbi Yisrael, we're holding in the month of Kislev. I was thinking about this, that the fact that the month of Kislev we're going to have, it's the month of Nisim, the month of 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 uh, great miracles which took place to the Jewish people. But when did the miracles take place? Take place at the end of the month. The whole month of Kislev is almost like a introduction, preparation, in order we should get to the Yantif of Hanukkah where the miracles will take place. I think to a certain extent, there's so much we can say about Kislev, but I did see from Avram Shur, says an unbelievable thing. He says, the month of Kislev is teaching us the concept of longing, of hishtaikikus, that one has to long, have a longing for Kedusha. And I think that that could very well be why we have to wait till the end of the month. We have to have hishtaikikus. And when a person has hishtaikikus, then he's able to be able to say, I'm, I, I'm, I'm missing it, I would like to have it. Like Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, he had to turn around all of a sudden, he passed by. He was leaving. He was almost running, so to speak. All of a sudden, before he got the car, he said, how could I have not davened? He felt he was missing something. When a person is missing something, then he has a greater attachment to it. When we feel we're missing the miracles, when we're missing, when we're missing the, 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 the R, when things are behester, we turn to HaKadosh Baruch That is what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us. And he brings down from the Baal Shem to Baal Shem, this is an amazing thing. Kislev, the letters Chaf Samach Lamed Yud Vav, or Rashi Tevis, of which I feel one of the most famous psukim in the Torah, which we find by the story of Moshe Rabbeinu, the beginning of Sefer Shmos. He's running after the, he's running after the flock, and he gets to a mountain, and all of a sudden he sees the scene of the burning bush, the Sne Hasne Boer Baish, and it says in the pasuk Vayar Hashem Kisor Liras. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Asura Nova Ere, Esamara Godose. Let me turn and let me see this tremendous, this tremendous scene of the bush that's burning is never extinguished, which is really a lesson for the Jewish people. The bush might be burning, but we're never extinguished because HaKadosh Baruch was watching over us. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, I want to turn towards this. And the Pasik says, when God saw that he turned towards us, all of a sudden, he speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu. How old was Moshe Rabbeinu at that point? He was 80 years old. God had not spoken to him. But when, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that Moshe Rabbeinu is investigating, I want to be connected. I have a shtokas. I want to get closer to this scene. I want to get closer to the source of this, which is the Rabbeinu Shalom. He says, now I can reveal myself to him. Because when a person has a shtokas, then the Rabbeinu Shalom says, ah, he understands what the Bayer Ba'esh is. He understands what the fire is. Just on the side, now we're learning in the Dafa Yaimi. What's the mazik of Aish? And the mazik of Aish is also the positive aspect. 
which is that Eish is the fire which burns inside of every single Jew. And this is hinted to in the letters of Kislev. The Kislev has Yud, Vav Yud, Vayar, Hashem, Chof, Ki, Samach, Sor, Lamed, Liras. When HaKadosh Baruch saw that we return, that we turn to, towards him, HaKadosh Baruch reveals himself towards him. It reveals himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. When HaKadosh Baruch will see that we are turning towards him, and we are turning towards him, and we see that Klai Yisrael is now longing to have a connection to HaKadosh Baruch all the miracles that are taking place, the bullet that enters into Tillam and the person is saved, the people that say Kriyashma and all of a sudden they're saved. Everything is showing us Kisle, Vayar Hashem Kisar Liras. And how do we go about this? Asura Nova Era. Asura is the Pshad is, I have to remove the Sur Meira. I have to remove myself from the things which are not good. I have to become more committed to the Torah. When a person is Sur Meira, and then it will be the Era, he'll be what? Vasei Tov. He'll see the goodness that comes about with a person that accepts upon himself all of these different things. These are amazing, amazing lessons. I went to end off with a story. I know it's a little bit longer than I expected it to be. But I saw a Maisa of Shach Zetzal. I said it over in the past as well. Shach was in the hospital at a certain point and he was elderly and he was taken care of by the team of nurses and doctors. And they weren't religious, but there was one particular nurse that she really took special care and Rav Shach felt a tremendous amount of gratitude. So he, he went, before he left, he asked the Gabayim that he wants this lady, this particular nurse to come and as he was in the car, she was escorting him. Everyone knew how important Rav Shach was. And he turns to her and he says, listen, I really want to thank you so much for all the care you gave. I saw you really went out of your way. And then he had a 15-minute conversation with her. And the B'nai Beisah were bewildered. What did he tell her? You know what he told her? He says, listen, I see Rav Shach saw that this particular nurse, she was a great nurse, but she used to smoke. How did he notice it? I don't know how you smoked in hospital. Maybe he thought she pulled out a cigarette and she would go off to the side room and she would smoke. He said to her, I'm, tell, I'm begging of you. Smoking is dangerous for your health. And I'm asking you, you should, you know, you should take care of your health. And that he gave a whole schmooze about how smoking is, is not something which is healthy. He spent 15 minutes on this. So when she finally left, she was very, very thankful. And the family said to him, you know, it was very, very nice what you did, but what was, why was it so important to get her to stop smoking? He says, I was thinking, what can I do to show my gratitude to this, to this nurse? For sure, I want her to be healthy. But more importantly, I would love her to be able to what? To get schar and olam haba. If I would turn to her and I would say, you know what? You really should stop smoking because you, when every single time you smoke, you're machal Shabbos and you should accept upon yourself to do Shabbos. I don't know if she would listen to me. But what can I do to give her, Neshama, a greater place in the world to come? She's going to get a place in the world to come. But Lamaisa, she's Mechal Shabbos. Every single time she smokes, she's over on a different love. So I said, if I can get her to stop smoking, not only am I saving her physically, I'm saving her spiritually. Because if she'll stop smoking, she's lessening her Chilo Shabbos on Shabbos. Rav Shach understood the greatest matan you can give to a person is Asura Nova Era, Samara, Agodal to have Kislev, to have Ishtakikus. 
I don't know what the end of the story about this woman, if she became religious or not. But we see how the Gedolim look at life. The Gedolim look at life in the depths of really what it's all about. And we're, we're in the midst of a battle. We're in the midst of, a, we're in the midst of going into Golas. We're in the midst of how we, how we are able to go through the Golas and to come out whole. And Yaakov Avinu says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you will be with me and you will watch over me, and I take with me all the lessons of the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. I take with me all the lessons of the Torah Dosha, and we live on a higher plane. We live Sula We're a Yid, no matter where we are, we're thinking about Yerushalayim. We are Yidin, that we care about our fellow brethren. We want to give a bracha that this Arab Shabbos Kodesh, all of us should do our utmost, whatever we could do, a mitzvah, a a tehillim, a tzedakah, should be for the sake of the captives, should be for the sake of the Jewish people. Mitz Hashem, Vayig Baliba Badarki Hashem, Akadosh should be mighty us from the Golas. He should bring us back to Eretz Yisrael. When we say Eretz Yisrael, to the Gula Shlema, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. We should be Zoycha to the Gula Shlema, Mehavi Amen, Amen. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.